There comes a time in life where you gotta make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. What's going on, folks? Welcome to the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. I am your host, Les McDaniel, and your audacious guide into the trenches of wisdom. You know, I got to tell you, this show is truly here to inspire the uninspired, to unstick what is stuck within you, and to liberate that leader within you. But before we unlock the mysteries of you, of me, of wisdom, I want to remind you that you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at epicfusion.life. You can also find me on TikTok and YouTube at Bearded Wisdom. These are the main sources of my information. LinkedIn, you can also find me under my name, Les McDaniel, but the truth is a lot of the information, same stuff getting, being sent out over each and every channel. My goal this week is really to have an overarching conversation about the intentions that I have with this podcast, Bearded Wisdom, as well as the big why and maybe a few things here and there about who I am. But I got to be honest, I need you to bear with me today because I really do not love to just dive into this idea of throwing out my credentials and describing all of the different things that make up who you might call less. We may even have some shared experiences. Some of you listeners that are out there, you may be connected with me in ways and you may have a way of describing me. And even that, as we all know, is just not enough to capture the full picture of this epic story that I have or your epic story. I mean, there's just no way to really do it. I mean, I could go about and tell you about being a boy born into the name of Leslie and all the bullying that demanded that I create a a world of self-protective strategies and the resilience that it took to overcome some of those things. I could tell you about my Christian upbringing, which was both incredibly encouraging and opened the door to me being able to be curious about the way and life and teachings of Jesus in ways that ultimately created challenges for me inside of that community because I, I would ask these questions that were deeper than a lot of times that, that just didn't make sense. I could talk about all those things. And there's no question that that has been something, a point of contention that drove me through insecurity into going and getting a master's of divinity to really dive into that. See, I'm already telling you a little bit about quote unquote my credentials. And yet I don't find that to be the place where my identity is wrapped up. I can tell you about my unbelievable family, my wife of 27 years, Heatherly, who has just been a godsend in my world. I could tell you about my three adult girls, Kaylin, Grace, and Addie, or my 18-year-old son, Owen. And I could tell you about my son-in-law, Kelton, who's married to my oldest, Kaylin. But even that's not enough. I could share with you the nature of my career entrepreneurship for 25 plus years. It was both in business as well as in starting a church. And there were tons of adversities throughout that process. Things that were personally challenging, professionally challenging. We've had familial crises and things that have really challenged us in ways where we have suffered through some hard stuff, but come out of the other side of this better for it. Nothing in my life would I change today because what would I give up? You know, you know what I'm saying? And so my identity is not really wrapped up in these certifications or credentials or pedigree of things that I have done. Because most of those things, if I'm really honest, they're more telling of my insecurities than they are of the things that I'm most confident in because I went after them in a time in my life when I felt like I didn't have enough, like I wasn't enough. And and even today, as I'm starting this podcast, these things that I've done, that I've learned, the things that I've come across in my life, my experiences, having an empty nest with four amazing adult children who are living their life, living into their best selves and being challenged in their own right and creating a world of curiosity around me. All of these things, they might be informative and relevant to my epic story, 
but they're not really definitive in telling you who I am. There's a very limited lens through which I'm able to describe who I am, but they are. All of these experiences have been the glasses of sorts that I have worn and learned to discern and understand the, the resources and the relationships and experiences of my life as the teachers, the sources of wisdom. It's the teachings that have drawn me into the greater story and context that is so much bigger than what this meat suit could ever be described as or should even be able to contain. My identity is really nothing more than the collective of all these things that in my mind serve as an integration into participation in what is ultimately divine, the thing that created this thing, the thing that I refer to as God. You see, the way of life that I desire to follow has been shaped by many things. And on the one hand, you know, the way that I have seen things in my life through my physical eyes has been, you know, it, growing up, it was tough. You know, I actually had those glasses that when I played basketball, they were, I don't even remember what they're called, except for that they were rec specs. I think that's what they were. That where they were just, they had the band that went around you. They looked funny. They were just, they were effective, but they looked really funny because I couldn't really see far. I, my, my farsightedness was a struggle. I was very nearsighted growing up. And then later on in life, I think I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I had uh, LASIK surgery done. And it was amazing because it gave me 2015 vision. And it was such a powerful procedure to see that what, what could happen when I could literally not have to wear anything anymore. And yet, as I've gotten older, what I've seen is my nearsightedness, the thing that I was born with that was so clear early on in life, began to degenerate. Now, it's just barely, but it's enough that where I have to do that thing where, you know, you hold, you hold your menus and your books if you don't have your glasses on at arm's length. And even then you're like squinting to be able to see that. That is a good example of the way that I am currently experiencing life. Well, when it comes to the way that I would say that I see life as a whole, from a more spiritual or physical, just day-to-day -day life perspective, I got to confess that I wear lenses today that are really suited most fully when I can tell you that it comes from the life and teachings of Jesus. And it's a confession because I understand that from that confession, there is a lot of hurts that have been had and brought about by religion and the people and the congregations that have claimed so many atrocities in the name of that amazing teacher and wise counsel and son of God, depending upon your stream or belief of thought around that. But as a friend of mine once said very clearly, and I think this is such a key piece, many congregations and many leaders of those congregations and powerful people within the organizations of church or Catholicism or other Protestant sects have hijacked the name of Jesus and they've confused their own power and agenda as synonymous with the will of God or the will of the kingdom. And in all humility, maybe there's truth in all of it. And I do believe, I do believe that there's none of this that is intended to be a complete Nobody was really trying to throw us off the scent of who Jesus or who God really is. But there became a point where, like most philosophical ideas or religious ideas, the ideology eventually becomes idolatry. And we lose sight of that ultimate wisdom that is there at the foundational levels. And we start to believe that the foundation is the whole picture when it's only meant to be a foundation. My goal in life is in humility to truly seek out truth 
and to think to see how in the world it is that we are being told by this amazing servant of God, Jesus, this son of God, that truth will bring about healing and reconciliation and integration into a life where all of humanity flourishes. And that stands in a complete contrast to a world in which so oftentimes there is an in and an out. And this is a human struggle. This is where the human influence of our idolatry starts to protect and try to dominate, if you will, different ways of beliefs. Because it, if not, how do we survive? How do we thrive within order if we don't have that structured belief system? And yet, I believe that wisdom allows for that space, especially when it's allowed to continue to remain in a state of curiosity and allow us to begin to discover deep within us. And so what I have set, what I've come to see and need in Jesus and the spirit that we share is that my farsightedness is truly a way of seeing the world and beginning to, to look at people, no matter what walk of life they come from, no matter what their beliefs are, and to see the good in them, to see that they were created in the image of that divine being, the creator, our father, God. And the bifocal is for me is that it's the love of Jesus as it is expressed in community. And my nearsightedness is, is that true introspective whispering of the Spirit. You know, I, I had a, a moment at one point where I went out into the depths of South Texas into a, a beautiful ranch that had been made into a retreat center, a silent retreat center at that, called Leb Chomet. And there was a, the Catholic priest that had been there for many years. He was already in his 80s and just incredibly, well, quiet. We'll go with that because he'd been living in silence for quite some time. But I, I was really curious about this notion of what it means to hear the Spirit's voice. What does the Spirit's voice sound like is what I asked of him. And I remember sitting there across from him and not even sure he heard the question because I had never had someone sit so long after a question's been asked with so much silence. It was absolutely deafening. And about the time I thought I needed to say something else, he spoke up and he said, the Spirit of God sounds a lot like common sense and intuition. And I went, oh my goodness, that is the essence of what it is. It's not something outside of us. It's not something that is necessarily given and laid upon us that we receive at some particular juncture in our life. It's something that is already innate within us that we have lost, that we have lost sight of, that we have quit exercising. It's this profound place between the kingdom of heaven and this earthly realm that we live in where they're both in existence in synonymous ways where the will of God is actually being imposed upon us because whether you believe in God or not, let's put it a different way, there are things that are out of your control and out of my control. My breath is out of my control. My brain will not stop thinking. It is continuous. It is rampaged with thought after thought after thought all day long. And it's always thinking. These things that are outside of our control, the, the weather, the way the wind blows, these things are the essence of truth that ultimately help us understand that our life and our essence is wrapped up in something that is much bigger than we are. Now, on the other hand, I want you to understand that the way I, of life that I intentionally practice is really building the house of my dreams on what I would call the solid foundation of the life and teachings of Jesus. But it is not something that is just a foundation. It has many rooms with many walls that shelter and guide this temporary identity that I call less. 
You know, I've been down the road of things from Hinduism, Buddhism, had teachers in each of those. Shamanism has been a place where I was healed through plant-based medicine, Stoicism, Taoism, Gnosticism, Nihilism. I mean, all of the philosophical streams of thought, the religion, I am open to them all. But one of these that is most close to my heart and the essence of how I see the world is through this idea of non-dualism. And non-dualism is this idea that there is so much more to life than the black or white, the red and the blue, the right and the left. There is so much more to evil and good, and that they are synonymously two sides of the coin. And I believe that true non-dualism and non-dualistic thinkers are able to rise above the two sides and find themselves walking, as I like to say, the coin's edge. And that's something that we will talk long more about as we go down this journey together. You see, there's a lifelong joke that I used to despise when I grew up, and, and it's part of the way of life that I have truly begun to adopt. And it was one that when I would introduce myself and I would say to folks, hi, my name is Les, they would have this wonderful thing to say where they'd say, hi, Les, I'm more. And I would laugh politely like I'd never heard that before. And they would see right through it and say, bet you've never heard that before. And I would just laugh along with them and just kind of roll my eyes. Now, the relevance of this is, is that I have this choice in my life. This choice in my life is I can embrace the Leslie that is weak and sad and bullied and all those things. And I can look at the name Les and I can think of it as truly the opposite of more as most everybody in my world ever did. And I could embrace that as I am the opposite of this more, this dualistic thinking. But I believe that at the essence and the truth, there is something so much more that I have begun to adopt for myself. And it is that less is more is an affirmation for me to begin to live into. When I look at that, where this vision came from, for me specifically, it came when I begin to see the, the words of John the Baptist, where he says to, about Jesus that he must become more and I must become less. These words speak directly into me and they tell me that when in my weakness, that there is something that is much stronger than I am at work. More practically speaking, less is more serves as that affirmation that in my weakness, I don't have to be insecure. That in my portrayal of how I speak here today to you, that there is within this place abundance that resides. In God, the way of Jesus, I, for me, this is the path of greatest meaning and fulfillment and joy that I've ever found. It rises above all the challenges and obstacles that I've had while humbling me as my gifts and strengths are exercised in pursuit of a calling that is of the highest potential in others call you up, to call others up, and do so for the highest good of all things. So much more could be said about these things. But for now, my hope is that what you are hearing today is that this journey that we are embarking on here, that this, this is just a tool, this Bearded Wisdom podcast. It is intent on sharing to the extent that you have or we have ears to hear wisdom throughout all ages, that the word that was in the beginning has resided since that very moment that whatever exploded, whatever spoke, whatever, however this whole thing came into existence that I and neither the writers could understand of any of the texts that have ever been written about creation. But their words were their ability to understand that there was something at the beginning of time that launched this thing into existence that gives me the very breath I breathe, that gives me the thoughts that I think, that allows me to begin to create a world alongside of this magnificent thing that we call life. And so many of us, I feel like, have given up on that. And we've decided to let 
other voices tell us how and when to think and what to think, and they're vying for our vote, and they're vying for our attention, and we are listening to all of the massive information that is continually flowing into our ears, and we have no idea what to do with it because we have no deep understanding of who we are. And at the core of Bearded Wisdom, there is a quest to find you. This quest is not me helping you. I'm not going to be the one who's going to tell you who you are. I'm not going to be another voice vying for your attention. I'm not interested in being having another follower because I am not that type of leader. But what I can say is that for within myself, I have sought the truth as often as possible each and every day. And it's gone into some dark places and it's gone into some very light places and it's been everywhere in between. And I am thrilled that I get to be a part of this journey with you. And these memoirs to myself, these memoirs ultimately to my family, things that I want to leave behind for them that might guide them along this journey ultimately into themselves or give them a new way of thinking, a new perspective, a new opportunity to reflect on and look at the mirror of life and see within themselves the things that they hope and want to change within themselves alone, not within this world. I believe there, I believe in that space that we will inspire leaders and their families and those they serve in a way of life rooted in a vision, values, and virtues that create a legacy of abundance and love for generations to come. This is the essence of what I'm hoping that this podcast will be all about. Bearded wisdom is not about my wisdom. It's about a guy who has a beard. Yes, that's true. And the wisdom is that that comes from outside of this source, this thing that I call less. And it has influenced who I am and the story that I tell. And I hope that your story and my story can be epically brought together and truly together we can create a greater impact. So a few little announcements coming up. What you're going to get from me here in the next couple of days is, well, really, I got to tell you about the the structure of this podcast. The podcast itself is going to be a five-day during the week podcast in which you're going to, I mean, typically, I mean, I'm going to do all sorts of things within this podcast, but the ultimate goal is that you're going to find resources and tools that usually over a five-day period of time, and sometimes I guess it could extend to two weeks, that there will be a theme that we will be exploring. Since we are in this process of kind of introductions and all that kind of stuff, the things that I really want to discuss are really still about, well, things that are on my mind. With a commitment to being truly authentic, I got to tell you that the one of the things that has been a struggle even in speaking today is this idea of self-preservation. And so I want to give you some insight into what self-preservation looks like. Because at the end of all of our lives, the only thing that we are going to lose that we know for sure is this thing we call life. And so what else is there to really lose? What else do we really have to lose when we take a step forward? Are there people that may not like the things that we do? Sure. But there's people that don't like the way I do things now. I wake up next to a beautiful woman every single morning and almost every single day there's something that I or she does that the other one does not care for. We live in a world where there's just things to lose. That I mean things that we that are not necessarily meaningful to hold on to. So, what do you have to lose? Self-preservation. And then there's the notion that I really want to throw out there which is a powerful one which is that that love covers a lot of BS. <laughs> And so it's going to be a discussion around what is love. That's a massive topic, I know. But I think that at the core of it, that we have, that Hollywood has kind of ripped the notion of love away from us. And they've, it's become extremely sexualized. It's become extremely romanticized. And at the core of this, I mean, we're not going to get into the Greek words and all that stuff. We're going to talk at a very plain level, which is not always my cup of tea. But I'm going to do my best to talk at a plain level around what is love. 
Because I do believe that when we can really understand what love is, it covers a lot of the BS that we struggle with, a lot of the judgments that we have for others, a lot of the judgments that we really, any judgment we have on other people is really just a judgment of ourselves. And then the other piece of this that I really want to cover is that this too shall pass. And I know that's a silly one, but this is all about suffering and it's all about success. Suffering and success are really just in so many ways, kind of this, well, it's what didn't meet my expectations, didn't go well, versus what did come close to meeting my expectations and went well. They're they're sort of two sides of the same coin, or at least the way that I'm going to talk about them. And what I really want us to discover is, is that we often use words like this too shall pass for things that are really hard or really suck. But the truth is, is that every moment, every good thing, every bad thing, every hard thing, every easy thing, this too shall pass. And then lastly, and I got to caution you on this one, this whole podcast, in fact, this is a trigger warning for any fundamentalist, judgmental types, radical left, radical right, partisan or patriot, or anyone with a dogmatic, dualistic conclusion to absolute truth. I got to tell you that this is going to be probably triggering for some of you. I would love for you to stick around. I would love for you to be a part of the conversation. One thing that I would request of you is that you understand that this has been a journey that I am not sharing and telling you that you ha- that anyone has to swallow the pill or the words or the things that I come up with. This is really about you determining whether or not you want to introduce teachings. And if you're challenged or you feel triggered by something, you've got to begin to realize that those triggers in your life, those things that you get ramped up about, Those are really teaching opportunities for you and not for someone else. They are for you to take on for yourself. Maybe your your ability to hear those teachings, maybe your ability to listen and to be reflective on things that that are presented to you that give you that rise of anger or frustration or whatever it might that comes from that. That thing is ultimately not going to be in service to you if you can't simply be humble enough to allow for a new voice to be brought into your world. And again, I'm not telling you that you need to listen to my voice. But I am telling you that anytime you find yourself in judgment against something and you're, you, you stand opposed to something and you're protecting something else, that insecurity within each of us that can arise, I have those moments too, that is not in service to the greater good of all things. Nor do I believe it is the most loving way of life. And I seek and want to welcome you into this conversation with loving and open arms, with the trust that you can honor the fact that this is not about me trying to influence your opinions, but really, it truly is about me just discovering who I am. It truly is memoirs to self, memoirs to less is more, (laughs) or whatever you want to call it. Anyways, ha, that was a lot. It went five minutes longer than I had anticipated, but hey, we got more to cover, so stay tuned. You're next going to be hearing a little bit about self-preservation and what you do you have to lose. And just know that these typically are going to be anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes, and so hopefully they will serve you each and every morning as they are launched into your life in a way that, well, maybe it'll be a sounding board for the way that you see things in your world. Not the final say. Only you got that. I'm still, look at me. I'm rambling. I'm rambling. So join us next time. I look forward to being with you guys again tomorrow. And for you that are watching this on YouTube, I'll probably be wearing the same thing because I'm about to record those as we speak. So peace to you and catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this. Please send him a link. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day.